Well, we are live on a Saturday night. Well, Penn State just not quite good enough to hang with the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes are a better team from earlier today. And right now at halftime, of course, Michigan, almost a perfect perfect half, not quite so at the very end of the half, put up 28 to nothing on Michigan State. This is a live version of Locked On Big Ten. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten Live on a Saturday night. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for joining us. And of course, thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. If you normally join us Monday through Friday, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. As I said, the Buckeyes are just better, and Michigan is rolling against Michigan State right now. We'll cover the entire day throughout the Big Ten and take your first look ahead at next weekend and Week 9 right here on this live podcast. Be sure to subscribe right now on the bottom, the black button on the bottom, subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, let's start off with the Buckeyes. They got Marvin Harrison Jr. at wide receiver and Penn State doesn't. That's what that game came down to. That's what, that was the difference today in an otherwise huge defensive battle as Ohio State beat Penn State 20-12, to the noon game earlier today. Look, Penn State has had this date circled on its calendar for months. Remember last year, Penn State beat everybody on their schedule and won their bowl game except for two games, Michigan and Ohio State. And they felt good about their chances this year coming into Columbus, Ohio today. They really did. This is James Franklin's best and deepest team he's ever had. Um, And, you know, for the most part, you know, both offenses came into the game. They were a step off. But let's be real. These are two of the three best defenses in the country. That had a lot to do with it. Um, Kyle McCord for the Buckeyes, Penn State's Drew Aller. They were both kind of off the mark by step with their passes for most of the game. But again, Credit the defenses here today. But in the end, I think the questions are going to continue about Penn State and their lack of vertical offense. There was a reporter that asked James Franklin a week and a half ago, man, dude, why don't you throw deep? And he got the coach kind of upset. And they really didn't throw deep again today. And I don't think all of it is Drew Aller's fault. I think the guy throws a nice ball. But Penn State just does not have a speedster wide receiver down the field to take the top off the defense, and Ohio State does. That guy, Marvin Harrison Jr., 11 catches, 162 yards, and a touchdown. And the way the game kind of was going, it was kind of a grudge match. It was low scoring. It really didn't seem like every time I kept looking up on my phone, how many catches does Marvin Harrison have? Is he really involved? And it just kept getting more and more and more until uh, then you really felt his impact in the second half of the game by the time he ended up with 11 catches and a touchdown. Again, though, Let's also give some credit to Ohio State's defense. Penn State 
They didn't convert on a third down until late in the game. In fact, Penn State was one out of 16 in third down conversions. They were over their first 15 attempts that last drive they got going. They, they finally looked good, but I think Ohio State's defense was a bit more of a bend-don't-break mode at that time. Drew Aller on the day was held to 18 of 42 passing and uh, just one touchdown. So it wasn't all that spectacular. But I'll, I'll give Ohio State's defense a lot of credit with that, particularly in the second half. They really turned it up a notch, I thought. I'd uh, love to hear what you have to think about it. Some keys to this game. Let's go back to the first half. So it's 3-3. Chop, uh, Chop Robinson gets hurt. I hope he's okay. He looked like he was pretty upset. Like maybe that was this kid's gonna be was gonna be a first round draft pick. I think in the NFL draft, still might be. And then Cal McCord loses the ball in the backfield. It's bouncing around. Curtis Jacobs scoops it up for the scoop and score. He ran fifty nine yards for what looked like a Penn State touchdown. Broke open the tie game. All the momentum now on the visiting Penn State sideline, but. Lo and behold, it was a defensive holding uh, back away from the play. As a matter of fact, it was Kalen King holding Marvin Harrison Jr. So that negated the play. It's a first down for Ohio State, and they continued with that drive. It turned it into a 13-play scoring drive to make it 10-3. to So it's, uh, then it was 10-6 to at the half. But that, that, that was a key swing in the first half. In the second half, you know, Ohio State was driving. They got stopped at the goal line. It was when uh, Devin Brown came in the game and hurt his ankle uh, right there at the one-yard line. And then uh, that was third down, I think. And then Ohio State calls timeout before the fourth down play. They do a little swing pass to the right side. Penn State stops them on fourth down. Great. Again, great defense on both sides today. Penn State able to stop them there and get the ball back on downs. Again, with the score, 10-6. to They were trailing, trying to make something happen, but that Penn State offense stalled again. Another third down. They can't convert. They got a punt. By the way, they got a break there because that was the punt that was touched by a Buckeye, and Penn State recovered it near midfield. But again, they couldn't do anything with it. So later on, Penn State is down 13-6, to six, about seven minutes to go. Penn State knows time is kind of running out here at this point. All right, That's where they went for it on fourth down uh, near midfield. And again, they were not successful on third down conversions all day, and they were not successful on this fourth down conversion as well. The Buckeye defense really stepped up there and uh, and got the ball on a turnover on downs. So a uh, very impressive day for Ohio State. Penn State did some good things, but the Penn State's not a complete team. They, they need some speed. They need some receivers. They need some receivers that can get downfield. But um, other than that, uh, there was a pretty pretty good game if you like the old-fashioned defensive battles. Again, two of the top three defenses in the country. They really went at it. And I don't think it was just because it was at Ohio State, home field advantage or anything like that. I, Penn State is just a step bigger, stronger, faster than Penn State. Ohio State deserved to win this football game. And, you know, uh, so far, Penn State's resume, they beat a ranked Notre Dame team on the road when Notre Dame was ranked, I think, ninth. So it's a top-10 win. And then they beat a top 10 team at home today in Penn State. As Urban Meyer said, I think post-game, Ohio State may have the most impressive resume in the country. I think there's an argument to that as well. Elsewhere around the Big Ten, uh, Rutgers quarterback Gavin Wimsett. He rushed for three touchdowns at 143 yards as they beat the Hoosiers in Bloomington 31-14. to 
bad day for Hoosier special teams. They had a, a punt blocked uh, for a touchdown. There was a, a, pl- a punt return for a touchdown. It just wasn't good. And then in the second half, Greg Schiano's team just steamrolled them and uh, looked pretty good. By the way, Rutgers gets their sixth win of the season. First time since 2014 with the sixth win. They are now bowl eligible. So a very good season for Rutgers. Then there was a really interesting game between Minnesota and 24th-ranked Iowa. Iowa, as you know, no offense, tons of guys hurt, great defense, and they just find ways to win. They go into the game today. They um, they were 6-1, six 6-1, and one. Six and one leading the West Division. Incredible. The over-under for this game against Minnesota, who's also pretty good defensively, was 31-and-a-half. Army-Navy doesn't have – uh, point totals that low. They're usually 33, 34, something like that. This is the lowest one in uh, Power 5 football in like almost 20 years. And it lived up to the billing. The under hit big time on this one. 12 to 10, Minnesota leaves. But there was huge controversy on this one. So Cooper DeGene, who's the most entertaining punt returner and defensive back, I think, in the Big Ten, he goes back with uh, Iowa trailing in this game by two points, punt return with about a minute and a half to go, except it's a shorter kick and it bounces. He's running to his left. Now with his right hand, he's pointing ball, ball, ball. So everybody stays away from it. And he's waving with his left hand. Stay away, stay away. But that constituted according to the, and by the way, he returned it for a touchdown at that point, which looked like it was going to give Iowa the win because uh, he waited for it to bounce and then he took it. But these arm motions, the officials went back to review and they said that that was um, uh, an improper fair catch call. It's, it wasn't a penalty. It just meant it's a dead ball right there. So his 54 yard return was no good. It would have given him a 16 to 12 lead at the point, extra point 17, 12, and maybe the win, but they wave it off. Iowa fans are irate. They're throwing debris on the football field and it wasn't any good. And then, um, they ended up, uh, that, that was the final score, Minnesota 12 to 10. Love, so I love your comments, not only on Ohio State, Penn State game, but on the Iowa-Minnesota game. It was pretty uh, weird and exciting at the end of that. You know, P.J. Fleck had never beaten Iowa before. That's his first win, and that was their first win at Kinnick Stadium since 1999, which predates P.J. Fleck. I think he said the post game. I was in high school in 1999. They haven't won there in forever. Um, Deacon Hill throws the interception to end the game. So that was something that people will be talking about forever. Also, the Wisconsin game. Goodness, at Illinois. Not much going right for Wisconsin today. They're down 21-7 in the fourth quarter. They score 18 unanswered points. Braden Locke throws a touchdown with 27 seconds to go. Wisconsin wins the game. They come from behind and win the game over Illinois 25-21. Huge day, exciting day throughout the Big Ten uh, there. And, of course, Nebraska, they beat Northwestern 17-9 to today. And um, that was uh, Heinrich Harburg, uh, two interceptions in that game. Not a particularly awesome day when it comes to uh, passing, but he did have a beautiful 44-yard strike to Malachi Coleman, and uh, they end up winning Nebraska with eight sacks and 13 tackles for loss in the game. Good job by the defense on that one. We love your comments. I'm going to hit a couple of live comments here uh, in just a moment as well. 
Um, but if you're new to Locked On Big Ten, if you're just discovering us, we're every Monday through Friday, first thing in the morning. We have an audio version wherever you get your podcasts. Download it for free or here on YouTube with the video part every day, Monday through Friday. But we've been going live here on Saturday nights. It's a lot of fun, instant reaction to what's going on. So um, wanted you to be a part of that. So we'll check some of your live comments coming up here in a moment. We will take a look a little bit at this uh, Michigan-Michigan State game that's going on right now as we speak. And our first look ahead to next Saturday's schedule. It's all right here coming up in a minute on Lockdown Big Ten. So I want to tell you about BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You can give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash college and get on your way to being the best version of yourself. So, um, you know, if you ever feel like you have like brain fog or you just can't get it together, maybe you could do things, but maybe you don't do the things that you should do in life and you just, I don't know, talk yourself out of it or whatever. Uh, maybe online therapy is for you. And uh, maybe you're like sitting and laying at night and shut the brain off. Maybe therapy can help for you. So if you've uh, benefited from therapy um, or you think you can benefit from therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. And you just fill out a brief questionnaire and uh, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime, no, no additional charge. You want to make a switch, you can go ahead and do it. So make your, your brain your friend with BetterHelp. You can uh, visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on college. And FanDuel, jump all over FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So snap into action, FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I told you, Ohio State on the on FanDuel's line, I think they were minus four and a half against Penn State. Um, so, uh, look, they covered. <laughs> they covered today. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is very easy to use, whether it be the point spreads, the over-unders, prop bets, everything. Visit FanDuel.com slash on. And kick off the rest of the NFL season for you. Get uh, your games tomorrow. You can put that into action right away. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right. So we are going live right now here on Lockdown Big Ten. Let me uh, let me check out a few comments here aboard. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, a lot of you, uh, chiming in on that uh, Minnesota game, that crazy finish there. I may have misspoke. You're right. The Minnesota, uh, score against, uh, Iowa 12 to 10 might've flipped that, but, uh, it's live, but thank you for pointing that out. Uh, uh Tim tank, uh, uh, commenting out, looks like a lot of the top 25 has played in closest type games today. Uh, with the exception of Michigan. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, no question. You know, let's talk about that game a little bit. Michigan is on absolute cruise control. And um, they um, they look perfect out there. JJ, except for the last like minute of the first half, they didn't look so perfect. But um, 
the opening drive, there's even a third and long. J.J. McCarthy just rolls out, buys himself some time, completing a pass to Blake Corum, gets the touchdown. Uh, that by Corum, Blake Corum got the touchdown. It was his 13th, by the way, uh, 13th rushing touchdown this year, 44th of his career. That with eight minutes, eight minutes, 50 seconds to go in the first quarter. That capped off a 12-play, 84-yard drive right out of the box. That's got to let a little bit of the air out of Michigan State sales right away. Six-minute drive. Michigan State's first drive. They um, go seven plays. They turn it over on downs at midfield. Remember, uh, Kate Hauser, he wasn't the starter. Noah Kim was the starter throughout most of the year. Kate Hauser's the guy that's getting, um, getting the starts for Michigan State. Harlan Bennett trying to mix it up, trying to get something going, trying to get his first win as an interim head coach at Michigan State. Michigan's second drive now is on a short field because Michigan State went for it on fourth down. Roman Wilson catches the 25-yard touchdown. That's his 10th touchdown of the year to lead the Big Ten. I think J.J. McCarthy started out 9-10 in this game. He was just absolutely just flawless. Uh, Michigan State's second drive, they end up punting. J.J. McCarthy hooks up with Colston Loveland on a 22-yarder. Another 12-play uh, drive. Found Colston again. Another a second 22-yard touchdown. Just feathered that ball right by the ear hole of the defender into the end zone. It was absolute per perfection. The only mistake was... Um, it was uh, Morris wide open on the left sideline. Uh, McCarthy missed him. He overthrew him. And then when he got to the um, the goal line there, they had time for one more play. And Edwards, uh, Donovan Edwards shuffled his feet, got called for a penalty. There was eight seconds left. They had to do a 10-second runoff. So Michigan gets no points at the end of the half there. They could have got 35 points or at the very least gone in 31 to nothing with a field goal. But uh, they didn't get any points there. A rare Mistake by Michigan, 28 to nothing, absolute cruise control. By the way, what do you guys think of the Michigan State unis tonight? The all black with the dark green tones. And then uh, you, Michigan, I, I like it when Michigan wears the maize pants, not the blue pants. They're wearing the blue pants tonight. But nevertheless, take your opinion on that as well. Um, so anyway, and then there's the situation that the, they led the broadcast with on uh, tonight. And uh, it was the situation going on at Michigan with Spygate. And we learned on Friday the name of the guy that is a person of interest in all of that is Connor Stallions. And he has been suspended by Michigan since then. The NCAA investigate, uh, investigating alleged sign stealing and uh, scouting operation by the Michigan football program. There's an old rule. It was passed in 1994. You can't send scouts to the sites of teams that are on your future schedule that year. You can't do it. It used to be a cost-cutting move, but teams are making $70 million a year. <laughs> what are we doing? It's a very outdated rule, but right now it is the rule. Uh, Ward Manuel, the athletic director at Michigan, says that Connor Stallions, this uh, analyst, he has been suspended with pay, by the way. I thought that was interesting while this investigation goes on. Jim Harbaugh, of course, has denied any knowledge of this operation and said in a statement that he did not direct anybody to break any NCAA rules. And um, he's that's where we're at right now, and he will not comment further on that. We'd like your comments, though, either here live on YouTube or YouTube after the fact. Love to hear from you. I do. I go through with the comments all the time. I go through comments uh, here on Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10, which you see here. Uh, on the on the bottom crawl and also um don't forget our website talkbig10.com that's with the number 10 talkbig10.com 
Com. Everything we do funnels right back to that website. So um, you feel free to check that out as well. Uh, also, if you are a regular of our podcast, so we do Monday through Friday and you're joining everybody else here live on a Saturday, thank you for that. Really appreciate that. Uh, thank you for making us your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. You know, we release these audio and video podcasts first thing at the beginning of the morning each day. In the meantime, if you're new, if you haven't done it yet, we always ask everybody to subscribe down below. Black subscribe button. It's free. It's instant. No other commitment. And then you're in. You're in our cool kids club with the Big Ten. We love the Big Ten on Lockdown Big Ten. If you have a friend or family member that might not know about us, share us. Uh, however you get your podcast, share it with your friends, your, your family, whoever, Big Ten alum. We would love to spread the word that way and continue to grow. And another reminder that on Fridays on all the Lockdown College channels, including Lockdown Big Ten, we do the College Football Kickoff Live show. It's an hour-long, but nice package hour with uh, – I contributed about two minutes on it, too, uh, previewing everything going on in the Big Ten. I think you'll like that if you want to check that out on this channel as well. All right, coming up here in about a minute, I want to take our first look ahead at next weekend's games and what's going on in the Big Ten on Lockdown Big Ten live on a Saturday night. Bird dogs makes you look really good. In fact, this is a free bird dogs hat. That's their logo right there. They sent it to me. If you get, uh, they always got freebies if you order from them. They've got these stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg. They give you a truly sculpted look. They sent me a pair. I put them on. They feel like like comfortable lounging around sweats, but they look good enough to wear anywhere. Like on the golf course, got strict dress codes for a golf course going out running errands, a date, movies, whatever. They look really good, but feel super, super comfortable. Bird dog shorts do the same exact thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And they fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue, by the way, by inventing their cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. Bird dogs uses an anti-stink sweat uh, wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long and they're functional for any occasion like i said really you can wear them absolutely anywhere go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter your promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle now with your order i told you they're always giving away freebies that's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout i promise you you won't want to take your bird dogs off All righty, so let's take a look ahead at the upcoming weekend. Uh, we're just, just about done with this one when Michigan and Michigan State, uh, the second half should be going on right about now. It's 28-0 at the half. And um, take a few more quick peeks at the live comments going on. Uh, uh, Tim's Tank, he does not like the Michigan State jerseys ever. Maybe because he's a Michigan fan. <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious. Though, though, black jerseys with a slight hint of green, perhaps. Uh, I'm not sure. He also said that he stumbled on lockdown Big Ten. Um, and let's see. Now we have uh, the expansion with the Big 12. And uh, gave us a compliment. Nice job on all the shows. Thank you very much, Tim. I absolutely appreciate that. I appreciate all of you guys here today. Again, if you are new, if you have stumbled upon us like, like Tim has, 
I certainly would appreciate you checking us out every weekday, Lockdown Big Ten, Monday through Friday. And then on weekends after big games, we go we go live like this. So uh, appreciate having everybody on board and tell all your friends about us as we can grow this thing. So just five games on the slate coming up this upcoming weekend. Indiana's at Penn State. That's the noon game on CBS. Look, we all Penn State's probably going to win that ball game, but I also expect Penn State to be very flat in the first half of that football game. Uh, maybe if you're on FanDuel, take a first half under. I'm just, just throwing that out there. So um, I don't know. You know, Indiana's still trying to feel their way around, but I think Penn State will have a little uh, Ohio State hangover and come out a little flat in that game. Maryland is at Northwestern. That's 12 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Maryland coming off a bye. Two straight losses after a 5-0 start, and they just need one more win to become bowl eligible. So that's a very important game for them against Northwestern. Michigan State, once they're done here with Michigan, they got Minnesota next. That'll be a tough game, 3.30 on Big Ten Network. Purdue is at Nebraska. That's a 3.30 FS1 game as well. And Ohio State at Wisconsin. Ohio State, again, I don't know if they have any hangover. They won. They'll be feeling pretty good. But they put a lot of energy into that Penn State game. Maybe a letdown for a minute. Camp Randall's a tough place to play. Wisconsin had the thrilling come-from-behind win today against Illinois. So who knows with that football game as well, although I would expect, I think, uh, up front that Ohio State would win that football game. In the meantime, again, many ways for you to interact. You see Twitter here in the lower right-hand corner, at TalkBig10. Hit me up there or comments here on YouTube. Love to hear those uh, throughout the week, whether we're live or not. I go back and check them out. I see them all. I read them all. A couple of my regulars are on there right now. So that is fantastic. And don't forget our website, talkbig10.com with the number 10. Tell your friends about it as well. And if you want to check that out anytime during the week, again, everything we do funnels to the website, talkbig10.com. And one last reminder, feel free to subscribe down below and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Thanks for checking us out. Again, if you're new, thank you for discovering us. If you're a regular, thank you for being an everydayer. Always appreciate that. Inviting you to check out our friends at Locked On Sports Today and their podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports. Have a great weekend. If you're watching us live right now, enjoy the second half of the Michigan-Michigan State game. Otherwise, uh, I know this will be on a tape roll throughout the weekend. A lot of people check it out later. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we will talk to you on Monday with the latest edition of Locked On Big Ten, I'm Craig Scheman.